Welcome to another episode of Talk Nearly To Me. I'm Jay. I'm Gaz. And today we're going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier in full spoiler detail. So if you don't want it spoiled for you, don't listen to this or at least go away, watch it and then come back. Uh, whilst you're away, you might as well go to www.talknerdy.uk. You can also email us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com and check us out on our socials at talknerdyuk. But yeah, we're just going to go straight into this because... It came out a while ago, and we need to get this fucking done, so let's get into it. Gaz, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, what's your first thoughts? Well, uh, my first initial thoughts um, was not very good on the first episode, but I'm very, very thankful it actually got much, much better, and I'm glad that I was told to stick with it, because I did think it got better as it went on, and... um, I don't know why, but that first episode, I, I just for some reason, I don't know what for whatever reason, it just did not click with me, and I thought this is going to be a disaster for me. Um, yeah. But f- f- it really came together. I thought. I mean, I, I think the first episode was shockingly shocking. It was terrible. I I remember I instantly like messaged Bibby and just went, "That was the most boring thing I've watched in ages." It just nothing. No, it, there was so much that didn't need to be in it. We literally watched Falcon go and get to apply for a bank loan. Like, there's nothing... I, I mean, I get it. I kind of, in the grand scheme of things, I get it. But there could have been a better way to tell to tell that. Considering in that same episode, you also had, like, a massive fight in the air where he's, like, going through all these canyons in his Falcon suit. I'm sure there's another fight in that as well. I was just bored. Like, yeah. that's the most boring episode. But then, like you said, it does... Each episode, it gets better and better and picks up and picks up. And then by the end of it, you're having a whale of a time. Mm. And I... It, it, I mean, I don't... I, I don't know what what it was. I, I know you're saying, like, the first episode was boring. And I, I'm trying to pigeonhole why that would be. Like, I think it was the way they told it. Like, it, there was no was... need... There was no need to have us watch him apply for that bank loan. He could have said it to Bucky later. Like, do you know that I got denied for this? Or it could have been a little quick flashback or something. We did not have to watch that entire thing pan out at all. There was just no... There was, there was more interesting stuff to watch. Example, Bucky, like, reliving people he's killed and therapy and stuff. There's, there are much more interesting things to be looking at and to be looking at as well like uh, Falcon dealing with the fact that he doesn't feel like he's worthy of Captain America. But I just felt like that whole thing with the whole setup of he needs to be able to afford this boat and he can't. And it it was just so long wind. It just went on for, it didn't need to be that entire episode. Mm. 
And I, I don't know whether it was just because, like, they were separate as well. It just felt disjointed in the first one for me. Like, I, di I didn't... There was something about each part of that first episode where I was just like, oh, I'm not buying this. I didn't buy the villains at first, like those... Um, Flag smashers. Flag smashers, yeah. I was like, I'm not really sold on this. It felt like a bit weak. Um... And I hated the the bits with Bucky doing the therapy. I was just like, oh, mate, if this is what this season's going to be like, this is going to be dreadful for me. I was like, I do not want to just see him, like, basically, like, sat in a fucking psychiatrist chair. <laughs> and I, I just... Similarly, I suppose, to how WandaVision just... When I first watched the first couple of episodes, I was like, okay, like, I'm not that bowled over by this like obviously it was uh, so they're so different but what what i mean by that is like the first couple of episodes of one division i was like i'm not gonna see this out if this carries on <laughs> right. and luckily it's it changed and obviously it went really good but yeah this was similar i i feel like the first episode it's it's almost like they don't know how to do a first episode of these shows yet you know what yeah. it wasn't the most enticing beginning and luckily for marvel's tv run people will fucking just determine will just watch on determined anyway because it's marvel content if this was just another show on telly half the people would never come back but because it's marvel you go oh well fuck it i'm gonna have to watch it all aren't i because to get what's coming yeah. next and it's it, look the, the end of it I'm saying, yeah, I've enjoyed it. But just, why can't you just get us on the first episode next time? Loki, it's yeah. over to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was It was a really odd, I even feel like episode two didn't do that much for me either. It was episode three, which is not the greatest thing to say out of six episodes. It was episode three where I finally went, okay, actually, I'm enjoying this, where shit starts hitting the fan things start going like tension happens i just felt like there was no tension like if we go through people all right you did enjoy bucky getting i think you made a good point actually about bucky and uh, falcon being disjointed being separate at the beginning was very it didn't work they should have been instantly for some reason like immediately thrust together but it took almost all the episode just to get them together and it just mm -hmm. you felt that you felt like well and when 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 is this happening? When is it getting together? And it was episode two when they get together, and you've got that the awesome uh, the truck chase scene, um, which and you've got John Walker, Captain America. Um, it, that's what I mean. As more characters came in, it became more interesting. Cap John Walker, Captain America, comes in. Sharon Carter comes in. Zemo comes in. Zemo um, was the big upgrade for me. When when he came into the series, I, I felt like there was a big shift up. Like, John yeah. Walker as Captain America, I actually felt sort of sorry for at first. And I actually thought Bucky and uh, Falcon, I can't what Sam, isn't it? Uh, is yeah. Like, were like absolute arseholes. I don't know whether that's episode two or episode three. Yeah, but episode like, two. Sort of, like bullying him. <laughs> like, I mean, dude's like not fucking chose to be Captain America. It's like obviously something that's been sort of like dealt to him. 
And these two are like, ooh, who gave you the fucking shield? Well, you did, Sam, you dickhead. You gave it away. <laughs> See, I, it is weird. I've seen, a, I saw a lot of people like going, feeling sorry for John Walker's character and feeling like he's being treated badly and all sorts like this. But I didn't like, from the moment he appeared on the screen, I was like, I don't like this dickhead. I just don't like how he presents himself. I feel like he's walking around quite entitled. I think he just thinks like it was. It's he. It's he doesn't really respect the shield. He just sees it as another military position. He doesn't really understand that the gravitas of it all. And as the series c- continues, you see that he definitely didn't understand it. He. I saw like loads of people pointed out. He introduced himself as Captain America. It's like I'm Captain America. Steve Rogers never did that. He always said, I'm Steve Rogers. He never called himself Captain America. And then there was people going, well, Sam says I'm Captain America at the end. It's like, yeah, because he has to say it because there's already one apparently been defined. So he's got to come forward and be like, I am Captain America now. Like, look at me. I am the captain now. But I'm, I'm not so sure on that. I think we're going to differ slightly on that because I, I, I d- think like... I think he did understand the gravitas of it. I just don't think he thought it was going to be as as like sort of like hard to deal with like that's sort of what i got out of but it but that to me I says that he doesn't think... understand the gravitas if you can't understand no, it's gonna be hard like, to be captain america you don't he get it he understands the position he understands it's like been like sort of bestowed upon him and it's a huge honor but like obviously he probably thought oh well you know i'm gonna be captain america and that's fine but like it's like that's why that's what leads him to make him want to take the super soldier serum is because like he realizes shit i'm not up to this and that's fine he's took on a job that's too big we've all done shit that we thought we could get away with yeah but but he's took on a job that's too big but it's not like he accidentally he he did a job interview because he needed the job and just took it it's very much it is a job interview isn't it yeah but you know what the job is and you know he's a he's a he's a like a hero like he's got like three medals of honor or whatever the hell they kept going on about you know like that's no mean feat he's probably one of the best of what he does but that like shield holds so much more than than just being a good army man but he did he didn't realize that i don't think i i, I think he completely understood the position had held the gravitas of it but i just think like he thought well it, it'll all come together i'm like this army hero so I just need to apply that to the shield. I don't know. I I, I get where you're coming from because like they they sort of, he flip flops for me. Like sometimes he's like sort of I, I felt like you were meant to like him, and sometimes I felt like you weren't meant to like him. And clearly when he when he takes the super soldier stuff and he sort of goes a bit off the rails, you're clearly not meant to like him at that bit. But then again at the end, I was all for him. I'm like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the comics as well as you. Obviously, I don't know what U.S. agent is he like. He's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. I'm quite. I'm interested. I'm interested in him. I think. I think he did a good job. And he took right. So yeah, I will point that out. That is. Do you know who play who plays him? By the way, you know Wyatt Russell. Yeah, it's Kurt Russell's son, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, I thought I, I thought the character was really well portrayed. I think it makes it a really good like grey area of a character, which is why we're having this discussion. But I do think it do think it's odd how people are just like 
no, it's definitely black and white. He is a good person and, and you should like him or, or he's definitely a bad person. I think like, oh, I think he's a bad person, but I can see it from your point of view as well. Mm. But I, that was one of the best parts. And then, like you said, Zemo again. Zemo was brilliant. Oh, Zemo. I loved seeing him on our side, so to speak. Yeah. As, it, just... as he was sort of like, obviously we know he's a bad guy, but he's sort of helping. That Loki sort of like you know when he when he teams up on on the the right side of things with the Avengers, but you still know he's he's, he's mischievous. Yeah, and he'll yeah. Try things, and I love that. I love seeing. And this is where like obviously things like Suicide Squad for me have got it so badly wrong a lot of the time. It's because they they don't like. I don't think they've ever. I don't. Maybe Harley Quinn, I suppose, got that right to a certain extent but the majority of those characters didn't and this is it's such a lovely bit of like um watching comic books for me is when you see like someone who is obviously a villain on the right side but you know at any point he's gonna fucking trick them or go back to his sort of villainous ways i love that dynamic keeps you on edge yeah exactly yeah, no, I I definitely got that from him, and I, I just liked any scene he was in. I was watching him intently to see what he did, why he did it, and he just had like, he just said, quirky and odd, like you know, Turkish delight. This is amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like it was like an evil Doctor Who. He just kept like doing like weird, odd stuff. Like just when he just went into that club, and he's. He was doing the dance, and you just see like four seconds of him dancing, and then all of Marvel fans went on Twitter because uh, apparently the guy who plays him, Daniel Brühl, went, "I'm amazing." And he put that in. I did like he said, "There's at least four minutes of me dancing," <laughs> and then everyone went on 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 them was like, "Release the Zemo cut." <laughs> so hashtag release the Zemo cutcut, and we, it's up on the site now. If you want to go on on the trailers portion, there is an hour long supercut of Zemo dancing, um, just looping uh, again and again and again. But yeah, Zemo was a massive highlight. I think Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter was a very very good. You forget how good that character is, and she's just very she's just yeah, a like, badass. Uh, obviously, again, like you know, I I was struggling to remember exactly. Uh... Like, I remember hearing like Agent Carter, and I know that was obviously much tied to like Steve Rogers, like obviously in the original, like Captain America, like his sort of like, and the one obviously we think he goes to like Mm. stay with, I guess, at the end is it was Agent Carter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, like, I was like, well, who's this Sharon? Is that the daughter? But it's the niece, isn't it? From when I read up on it. Yeah, it's Sharon Carter's, Sharon Carter's niece. So obviously, I just assumed she was a fucking good guy. As most, I don't know whether that was what we were all meant to believe. So when when she sort of turns, I was like, "What?" Because I was like, "The yeah. Carters are meant to be good." Yeah, but she's so been well she's been confused. screwed over. She's been screwed over. So I I knew as soon as they were talking about the power broker, I think episode three or four, I was like. She's the power broker. So, like, at the end, when it's, like, it's the the reveal she is, I was like, that isn't a reveal to me. It's very, very, very... I would have been more surprised if there's someone above her and she was pretending to be the power broker. But 
See, no. I, I just totally misread that one. I, for ages, thought that, like, because Zemo's meant to be this, like, major sort of conjurer of plans, I thought he was the power broker and he conspired the whole thing to get out of prison or something. Oh. I was, well, like, deep into that one. I was like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I totally misread that. But, like, that made it fucking great for me. Because, like, I was, like, proper shocked when she turned. Like, um, the one person we've not really spoken about is Erin Kellyman, who plays Carly, who is re- the meant to be the baddie, really. Um, I didn't really think much of no, her enough. or her plight or the Flag Smashers in general. I've- I felt at some points I was like, okay, I sort of get this. Like, she's supposed to be one of these villains who you can sort of empathise with. You know, the sort of plight is, you know, she's doing it almost Robin Hood-esque. You know, I'm I'm robbing the rich to give to the poor. But then every time they played on that, it sort of then played on the fact that, no, she was sort of just doing bad shit. So it sort of contradicted it. And I don't know whether that was just to sort of make it clear that, that she was a villain. But then I don't think that then that sold the story as well as it should have. Yeah, I because feel the like... the whole thing with her and Falcon was that they, they can sort of see, you know, the same sort of plan. And that the difference is that Falcon's on, on you know, I know right and you're at the moment doing wrong. I, I, I do get that, but it was... It just seemed odd. Like, even her own team seemed to be questioning her, but then just kept relentlessly going along with it. And it, it, if, if it had happened a couple of times, then it would have been a bit more powerful, but it kept happening. Yeah. So it sort of weakened the stance that she was this good person on the wrong side. I don't get it. I think, I mean, this did have issues um, for filming and writing. So they started filming. Um, in I can't remember where it was, somewhere abroad, and then the place on the just before, the first day before the first day of filming, sorry, the place was hit by an earthquake, so they postponed, and then they went to go film again, and it was hit by another earthquake. So they went right, so they moved it to a completely different place, and then the week before they were going to start filming, the pandemic happened, <laughs> so. Edge was just like it was um it was mad for them to do this, but in that time as well, because the pandemic happened, the story had to be changed. So originally, that truck scene where they're all going along and they've got there are with those things on there's loads of those barrels on the trucks. Yeah. The whole story was going to be that the flag smasher is going to release a virus. Oh, but they deemed that a bit too on the nose. So they well, I think they just it like it's not really suitable for this time. So they had to rewrite loads to kind of so i feel like her plight had to be changed how she did it and i think it's very she's the weak she is the weakest part of this for me like if i look at the entire cast of the people in it her character i just i didn't really understand i got where she was coming from but i didn't understand her method at all it made no real sense to me um and i also think that it was full of holes and like those proper plot holes and how she yeah, I feel Acted. like they, they didn't go far enough with her. I think if they were going to do this whole, like, she's a troubled sort of villain who doesn't know what side she's meant to be on, but she's sort of gone to the bad side, then progressively they should have out and out made her get, like, so much more, like, sort of villainous as it went on. 
almost like John Walker. <laughs> yeah, like, I suppose, yeah. Because, like, it felt like every episode was the same four, where it was sort of like, oh, right, okay, I've, I've done something wrong. The people are telling me it's wrong that are around me, but, you know, I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. That, that sort of, like, that happened quite a lot, but then she should have been, like, going, no, I, you know, I'm doing it my way, and then she starts, like, killing one of her own to, like, fucking emphasise that she's the one in charge or something. It just felt weak. Yeah. I mean, so. I feel like the the best the best scenes that she was in were the scenes where she was interacting with someone else who was just like the bit with her and Sam mm. uh, was quite intense. Like it was cool to see like him talking her down, and then John Walker just r- walks in, going right, this is it, I'm sorting this now, and that's why I hated him. By the way, I was like, prick, keep back, like because he did that constantly. He was like. I'm here. I'm doing this now, and that then I'm watching John Walker and I'm watching Sam, and I just didn't pay much attention to Carly at mm. all. And especially when you've then got Zemo and Bucky Barnes there as well, it just yeah, she, it was she so definitely overshadowed. She she needed more presence, and the only way she would have got more presence is for her to just become more villainous. But she just didn't. You've even got the the uh, Dora Malay or Malage or however you pronounce it. You know, Black Panther's bodyguards even appear in this, mm. and they've got so much more presence than like than the Flag Smashers. Like they yeah. walk in, that they scene walk in where and they come in and kick John Walker's ass was absolutely fucking co. I it's so because like it's so sort of I, like literally. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like that's the thing is, like he isn't super powered at that point, is he? And he no. sort of knows I've just been, I've just had my arse handed to. They me. weren't even super soldiers. Yeah, that's the line, isn't it? And it's yeah. like obviously, like so. In that essence, that's why he then goes away and goes, "I'm going to have to take it." Um. So that, I mean, I loved that scene. I thought. That I was mean, great. Field Mouse made a really good point. If, by the way, for those who don't know who Field Mouse is, No Cult Underground is an amazing podcast, and it's back. It's um, back. It's back. Um, they've been away for quite a while, but go and check them out. There are sisters across the water. No Cult Underground with Jay and Field Mouse, and Field Mouse made a really good point. He was like, they not only kicked John Walker's ass, they took his shield off him. And then gave it back. <laughs> like yeah. they could, they could have took that shield and because, like, the the whole point is, Sam, Bucky, and him are all fighting over the shield because it's like what it represents, and it's also a powerful weapon. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of reasons to have it. They get the shield, and uh, just as a point, just go take it back. Yeah, take your shield. It's not important we, to us. <laughs> no, it's not important to us. If 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 we want, we'll take it off you again. And that says the power of them. And it's like I think John Walker says, "You don't know this is you can't be here. You don't have your jurisdic- jurisdiction." And they're like, "We have jurisdiction wherever we want." Yeah, they were badass, you know. man. Oh, it was so good. I also love how Bucky they they kept the kind of the humour in this as well, considering it got yeah, pre- that was pretty what dark. Was missing in the first episode, probably was the lack of like interaction between the two title characters. And then when they finally get together, there's so much good chemistry between yeah. them. You know, like, there's... I, I don't really... I mean, the, the, the only weird thing was, like, obviously Bucky, like, sort of chatting up his sister, I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> that was bit, so like, funny. That led, led to nowhere, but 
I did like the sort of banter that it brought about. Um, yeah. And it was like, there was plenty of like really good moments where those two sort of just like were, you know, in conversation. And that, that was the thing missing from the first episode that I thought, well, why, why am I watching this? And yeah, then because that you suddenly get that charm between those two characters, and certainly when Zemo's then in, and it's sort of charm between all three of them, that that is what made the show so good. Sebastian Stan is funny, like he's a he's a good actor, but he's got really good, like considering he plays such like a serious role of this like brainwashed assassin mm. who killed for years and all his he doesn't everyone's dead around him and he's. It's it's he plays it really well. Like whenever the, the, whenever he does humor, the way like uh, Sam just goes, that little girl just kick your ass. He just what's his witty retort? Just screams back at him. Ah! Like that, just like, <laughs> it's just little things like that. Like when the Dora Milaje is just kicking jo- like John Walker's ass, and he just goes, "Looking good, John." <laughs> little things. I lo- I loved it and. Um, Sam as well. Sam was like you said. It is the, the chemistry was good, and that's what I wanted to see. It was one of these. This is one of the shows I was looking forward to the most because I knew the chemistry was there. We saw it in Civil War, and we've seen it in a few things that they do have good chemistry together. But what was you're right? What was really annoying was we couldn't even see that chemistry in the first episode because they only even put them together till near the fucking end, and then it's kind of like a slow build up. I feel you could honestly watch this from episode two, and yeah. be fine. And know Which everything that's going of, on. Sort of what we said about One Division. Mm. Uh, going back to that as well, it was sort of like, yeah, they have their own sort of charm. The first couple of episodes of that, but you could have done without him. You could have easily dropped in at three, with a little flash to the first two, and got straight into there. I've just read something, by the way. Mm. This is I I find this quite interesting, right? So Wyatt Russell originally auditioned for the role of Captain America in the mm. film. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, he Evans got the role. Yeah, he originally auditioned for it. Is that? He also didn't like doesn't like his USA agent suit at the end. So when he has the line of "Oh, it's just the same but black," that was genuine. He was like dead disappointed <laughs> when they were just went when they were like, "Yeah, but that's what it's like in the comics." He was like disappointed. He was like, "I thought I'd have my own suit." Like, I think it's more annoyed him more because like, well, he's Captain America now, and he's got a completely different Captain America suit. Which, by the way, how like how awesome was that? That whole massive... I love. Yeah, I love. I, I mean, I love the look of that suit. By the way, like I really wasn't sure because, like, obviously, um, I was sort of like, well, so what? It's sort of like just he's Falcon, but now he's Captain America, so he's sort of like Captain Falcon or whatever. Um, no, it's Captain America. No, I know, but you know what I mean. Like that's sort of like the suit now is like yeah a combination of the two isn't it well now um, he's got he's got his wings made of vibranium so they're like unbreakable now yeah which, which was cool. that was cool like all the moves he was doing like he was like turning himself into a cannonball and just flinging himself down or like protecting people and yeah and he has he's got like iron man kind of like boosters rockets so he can like lift stuff and it was just it was boss that suit reveal was dead good and it was the fact like Fact Even it coincided it, with like that sort of speech as well. I actually thought it was like really, really strong moment in like the entire thing where sort of like he sort of calls out the guys who were like, you know, oh, we're, we're, you know, 
we're going to do something about this or I can't, I can't exactly remember. Well, but... that's the thing. I didn't like the speech. I thought the speech sounded like it was kind of almost like ad lib and written. Like I got the, I got the gist of it, but it felt like one of them things where he was making the same point again and again and again. And I felt like you're not going anywhere. You're just saying the same point again. And then again, you could have ended this about three or four sentences ago. Why, why do you keep going? It was really considering Marvel are quite good at dialogue when it comes to like these, especially captain, like all of Steve Rogers speeches are epic. I just thought it was dead odd that poor Anthony Mackie had this one, which it didn't just have the same, the I'm, same I, I don't magic. I, I, I thought it definitely had magic that one. I, I loved that scene. I thought that was like perfect and sort of like very of like now. Like sort of the the whole topic of debate about like equality and everything that's happened within the last year. What a perfect fucking time to have a speech like that in something like a Marvel TV show. Um, there was a couple of other things as well. Like you've got. Let's talk about some of the other characters that just showed up. So you had Isaiah Bradley. That entire storyline with the Black Captain America, who got experimented on and became a war criminal, essentially. I I loved that. I thought that was a really good touch. Yeah. To add that in. Yeah, exactly. But that's and, why you needed that speech. Like, and I I, 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 don't know. I thought it was a really good speech. But to see like his reaction, and then for him to realize, you know, because obviously what he said was essentially no black man would ever be seen dead as Captain America and what it represents. So for for it was like for him to like realize actually this is the right time for this. And yeah, this is the right man to do it. But that was that was really cleverly interwoven in, considering he had so much going on already. Yeah. I think when that got revealed, I got worried and was like, "Oh, this is just another thing." And there's a lot going on already. And I think it was that was really necessary. And again, though, it took more shine away from the flag smashers. Like I just didn't care about the flag smashers or anything. Mm. I was now more invested in Isaiah Bradley. Um, and a character who didn't wasn't in for much, but had some key moments. It was just an odd character. Battlestar. I actually really liked him. Actually. I did. I, I just like didn't understand whole... his introduction. Like, hello, Battlestar. Like, no, like that. Why? Why? No. You, what's your name? What's your actual name? But he just introduced himself, <laughs> Battlestar. And I was the same as fucking Bucky. I was like, stop the truck. I'm getting off. I'm not dealing with this. I liked him. Like I, I, maybe this is why. Like I really liked the sort of, um, sort of John Walker and him together, was because like I felt like they were sort of like being sort of looked down on by Bucky and Sam at first, and like those two together, I thought it was going to be sort of like quite cleverly done, where like those two sort of end up being sort of like not liked by the Avengers, but they'd be their own thing. So to see him sort of, like, fall, I was like, oh. And I get that it it makes sense because it, it sort of adds to the thing of um, John Walker's, like, you know, I wasn't able to protect, like, my guy, so I'm going to have to take this serum to, like, make sure that this never happens again, I guess. Mm. But... I don't know, like, I just felt like surely there was a way of doing that but keeping Battlestar. No, I feel like it's a bit of a waste. 
I'm. I mean, I. You know, he needed. He he needed to die to give a valid reason for him to snap. Like. Yeah, I guess. And it also it also was a really good mirror because, uh, mirroring of what Steve Rogers, his mate Bucky dies. As far as he's concerned, Bucky dies. But does Steve Rogers do? He doesn't snap. Hmm. No. And no, he, I, I do get that. Okay. So it kind of mirrored like this is the difference between the two people. And this is why John Walker can't be Captain America. It mm. kind of it made sense, but yeah, he was he he got some good lines in it, like saying like when when asked like, "Should I would you take the super serum?" and he was like, "Hell yeah," and this is why. And it was like a well balanced argument yeah. as to why you would take it. But and you're listening to it, and then John Walker's like nodding, but as he's saying it, he's thinking, "But that isn't you, John." You're not that Battlestar mm. is saying this, but you're not saying it, and you're not balanced at all. I think even like Zemo says it really well. Like it, all it does a super soldier serum is take you and then make you more of whatever you are. Yeah. And everyone has got bad in them, and then they're like, apart from Steve Rogers, and he's like exception that breaks the rule, exception that proves the rule. He's the only one. Yeah. There won't be another Steve Rogers. Yeah. But it was, um, yeah, it was a mad little it's a mad little show i'm just trying to think of like is there anything we've not really touched on oh i got some little facts for you okay i did have some facts so the truck scene that you saw of the two trucks and everything that was as much as possible real so it was apparently one of the hardest things they've ever had to film but they wanted to do it right so like every everything in it unless it's very obviously cgi like anthony mackie flying under a truck with wings mm. it was all real people genuinely fighting on a truck going at that speed and and jumping from truck to truck and stuff like that it was all real and that's again why when they filmed that and it was going to be part of the whole there's a germ they're going to spread they just kept that scene in because it was so hard to film and it took so much money that yeah mm. so that one was that which uh if you watch go back and watch it might give it a bit more of a appreciation for it like when you watch like mad max and realize all those stunts are real um anthony mackie also the character falcon is a re- in the comics he's from new york but anthony mackie and the writers decide he, sh- he should be from the louisiana because that's where anthony mackie is from and they felt like it was easier for him to dig into the character and what makes him important and have a deeper connection to him and i think it worked the whole like that little fit community thing where they're just all having a little cook out and just on the uh i don't know what you call them over there i want to say on the on the lake but i don't know if americans have a different word for lake no, they don't do they don't do they lake. i don't fucking they have hell. a different they have a different our word our, for pavement version of asker yank is gonna be fucking jb thinking <laughs> that americans don't have lakes <laughs> we call them mega puddles <laughs> Um, yeah, just them all out on the lake, just making the boat and stuff. I also like the little things, like how he he's like struggling to like tighten a bolt. So Bucky leans over and tightens it, but not with the metal hand because you forget he's just strong anyway. And he goes, "Why does he not use the metal hand?" He goes, oh, "I'm left-handed," and some t- <laughs> and I forget. <laughs> I thought that was a really interesting little thing. I like little <laughs> little, little moments in it like that. Um, yeah, that was all I could really find out. Oh, really about it? That was just I've said some of the other facts as well, like the uh, the virus thing and the uh, the filming problems. But yeah, very very mixed show. Like 
I enjoyed I enjoyed it, but I I don't know. I feel like on a second watch, I would skip the first episode. And am I really watching for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or am I watching really Zemo and John Walker? Mm. Yeah, it is. It is odd. Like I feel like I enjoyed the watch, but I'm not ever probably gonna like rush back to go and watch it again. And I, I don't know whether any of these TV shows are going to end up doing that. Like, and that that's that's odd, really, when you think about like how much is going into them and stuff mm. like that. That they they're, they're sort of like almost throwaway in in that regard. They have their own add to the story, but they're not going to, in the grand scheme of the movies, probably going to have to have that much impact because surely you can't expect everyone who goes to now watch a Marvel movie to have watched every single bit of the TV stuff as well because you're going to have the casual viewer. So it's still going to have to be towing that line. So I know, is, but I almost feel odd. like you'd, if, let's say you didn't watch the show, right? And the next, there is, I think people are saying that there's going to be a Captain America 4 and Anthony Mackie is going to be Captain America in it. Yeah. And he's going to have that suit on. Oh, that was another fact. Apparently, the suit is as impractical as it looks. So the like the little headband thing with his head sticking out the top, even though that's comic accurate, and there's quite a lot of comic book characters who have that. Upon uh, implementation of it, it moves like a lot, and it doesn't stay proper. So if you, they said they spent a lot of the budget and uh, quite a bit of CGI budget on making it look Fixing like it wasn't moving. Headband. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they don't know what they're going to do going forward because they want him to keep that suit, but it is not practical at all. Um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so Captain America four. Um, no, where was I going with that? Fuck, where was it going? Know. No, you were saying you said what did you say before? I, I, that? I was saying that you know, like how much will you be able to extract from the team? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So if you go see Captain America four, and it's Anthony Mackie now as Captain America, well, the last time you saw him was in Endgame, where Captain America hands him the shield. So yeah. you really don't need to watch the show because you're just like, oh, so yeah, he's Captain America now. If you want to find out how he got the suit, how he's made a bit more deeper detail into it, you can watch the TV show, but you you don't need to. You, you yeah, probably well, can that, put that's two it together. Though, isn't it? So obviously because of that, it's not like these series are going to be like mind-blowingly good, I suppose, because... The, the, almost the, the whole premise and the setup of them is is designed to not <laughs> in mm. in that regard because you can't allow for like this series that everyone has to watch before the films. So well, we said that and, didn't uh, we about one division? They're, they're in depth, and yeah, that that's it. You know, like I, I get the sort of idea, but maybe that is why they're only ever really going to rank around sort of sevens or eights and. I hope I'm fucking really blown away by Loki and it proves me an ass and it's a fucking 9 or 10. But I just don't see it. I think it's going to be more of the same. I'm going to really enjoy some bits of it, but then it's, in the end, going to be sort of, you know, 7. Have you cottoned on to now that the penultimate episode has an after credit scene? Have you cottoned on to that yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like... I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. Wasn't it just... Uh, Sharon Carter. No, it was John Walker making his shield again. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I remember watching it and I was going, well, unless he's got vibranium, which he definitely doesn't, 
that's going to be like a shit art attack of a shield. It's going to be like, that's not going to be much good. And it wasn't much good. It just got the shite kicked out of it within like the first couple of punches because it's just a piece of steel. He might as well have just gone in with a bin lid. I didn't really, I got for symbolism maybe, but. Um, Where does that character go? So USA agents, USA yeah. agents, sorry. Right, so the woman who came up and just gave a completely black business card. Who, the... by the way, I yeah. fucking love. Oh, did you like how quirky? She reminds me of Jeff Goldblum, but if he was a but woman. She is um, Ju Julie Louisa Dreyfus. Oh, God, I've probably just butchered that. Is, uh, if you know the show Seinfeld. Oh, um, yeah. And she's amazing. She's like one of the best comedy actresses ever. So as soon as I saw her on screen, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. And fuck me, I want some more of that character. Well, she might go on to be um, Lady Hydra, which is essentially Ooh, just... I hope so. Just a, a, a villain who just reforms Hydra again and gets them back going. Anything so... that gets more Dreyfus on my screen is... Exceptional <laughs> with me. See, Dreyfus, that sounds like that was it, like also like American for Lake. That's just another word you could use. Dreyfus. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean I think we've talked about like every every character that there was to talk about. Like, yeah, we talked about the Tour Millage, the uh the Oh, the only other person maybe I mean you got you had Don Cheadle come in for a little quick cameo, which was nice. And then you had got uh, Danny Ramirez, who was uh Joaquin uh, what's his name? What was his name? Joaquin. Let me have a look. What's his name? Joaquin Tor. That was just his name. Joaquin Tor, who was like the military guy who uh, Sam talked to every so often, and then he gives oh, his. Yeah. He gave him the broken Falcon suit, but a load of people have pointed out that in the comics, when Captain America, when Falcon becomes Captain America, he still gets a Falcon of his own, and. Ah, so they, he's gonna he be could. Falcon, we think. They, he said keep the wings, so he might be fa the next Falcon, nice. just with nice. a normal set of non-vibranium wings. So that's why he's no not going to be anywhere near um, Sam Wilson because Sam nice. Wilson's now made of like indestructible metals and such. Um, yeah, what was it? Tell you what, just quickly, what was your favourite moment? Uh. Yeah, I really liked the bit with Zemo when he just fucking starts fucking kicking the shit out of people in that fucking, like, Dockland area. That was mine, in that sort of, like, where they sort of are finding that lab. Yeah. And then he sort of, like, disappears off on his own to go and kick some ass. That was my favourite bit. Yeah. That's actually quite a good... That's a good scene. For me, it was the big fight between... Uh, for, for the shield in episode 5 so when John Walker's just ran away and he's in that like old abandoned train station and they come to get the, we're like we're taking the shield off you and he's like not a chance and they don't even know he's had super soldier serum yet and then they kind of figure it out from the way he's punching back and it's like that entire fight sequence was so tense because I didn't know if someone was going to die or get mad injured I thought it's a penultimate episode could do something here where like Sam like gets really badly wounded and it's going to be like can he get back in time for the last episode or mm. or is, or is this where bucky's gone is this why bye bye bucky we're, go, we're going to get rid of you and it's going to be like about how then sam reacts to that there was just so much that happened 
in that that fight was just intense as fuck. That's all I remember, just being on the edge of my seat. Um, worst moment was the literally the, the entire ang- first episode. Yeah, the entire first episode, <laughs> which was honestly fucking Ron Burgundy said it best when he's doing his little practicing his enunciation and he goes the human torch was denied a bank loan we watched the the falcon was denied a bank loan um so yeah what i mean i think you've kind of shown your hand already but what would you rate it yeah seven for me yeah seven again it's 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 a bit of an annoying. It feels like I, 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 I ain't mean, given sevens. I'm complaining th- about sevens. Sevens are yeah. good. Sevens yeah, but are, sevens are like a, good, I, but I feel like it's a cop out. I feel like it's a cop out given a seven. It's like you almost had no real, real mad opinion of it. You neither passionately loved it nor grated on you so badly that you hated it. Um, and also, you expect more from this franchise and these properties. I don't know, though, I, I almost feel like this is what I expect from from this sort of output from marvel because uh, as i say it's not going to be in the nines and tens of like you know an end game or something it was never going to be like that these tv shows and if one of them hits like that then fucking wow but i feel like it's almost like we're complaining about how averagely good it is but at least it's averagely good do you know like it's not bad it's not bad at all. We're not we're not talking that it's it's completely average. I'm not saying it's five out of ten. So it's like oh, I don't like it and I don't hate it. I do like it. So it's still doing its job. But it's not getting me so excited about it that I'd ever go back and watch it. I suppose mm. is the sad part of it. When you consider but, like I'm definitely going to be rewatching Daredevil again this year for like the fourth yeah, and time. Yeah, that's it. You know, those series is maybe that is because the characters are were designed for TV, aren't going into. Well, they may end up going into the, the movie one eventually, I guess. But they were designed for TV, never meant to go into the movie thing. So realistically, yeah, they're still going to toe the line of like keeping it within the universe, but it's still within its own sort of thing so they can do more with it maybe i don't know i I mean there's a good thing as well is i thought in episode four when you saw like when he snapped he dies battlestar dies and then he snaps and more or less just decapitates him with that shield and then he's holding this big bloody shield as it were and at the end of it i thought this is disney plus like how how far they're allowed to go with stuff because now i am kind of going you could Maybe you could do a good Punisher, a good uh, Devil. Like, okay, we won't have as many fucks and shits in it. Like, there's the odd shit in this as well, by the way. Um, mm. But I'm quite surprised at how much you can get away with. And I'm kind of now looking forward to, like, the possibility of them doing more darker stuff. It won't be I as mean, sugar-coated. We'll certainly see. When is, and I believe Loki is next, when is Loki when is Loki is a good question. Let me just have a quick look. It's only, I feel like it's very soon. Loki TV series is 9th of June. Oh, so, yeah, like two weeks, basically. Two weeks, mate. Two weeks. And, uh, yeah. We'll have... Very nice. Very nice. Um, <laughs> it, what did you think? Let us know in the comments down below. Or don't forget to email us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com. 
Uh, don't forget to visit us on all our socials at TalkNerdyUK, Facebook.com, TalkNerdyUK, and go to www.talknerdy.uk where there's tons of stuff. Uh, we did a podcast about Invincible recently. Uh, there's going to be a few more podcasts coming out. The five-year podcast we finally released, which that has been a roaring success. It's been our most popular podcast of the year. Um, so if you want to listen to that and find out why, give it a listen. It's just me and Gash just having a laugh. Um, but yeah, until next time, I've been Jay. I've been Gaz. And we've been talking nerdy. Keep, Keep talking, talking nerdy. nerdy.